Welcome to another edition of Union Money. I'm Brian Hirsch, and this evening, once again, we're focused on estate planning. Before we start, I just want to mean Harry's so proud of his tie. He's just been up at Liverpool, and he's now got his Liverpool tie. He's taught Gordon into wearing a tie. So forgive me to our viewers that I'm not wearing a tie. We've taken uh, the shot up a level, Brian. Yeah, oh, okay, thanks. Um, over 80% of South Africans do not have either a current will or a will that has recently been updated. Our country's citizens are not alone, as many people all over the world do not think it's necessary to have a will. Although you don't have a will every day, is a day every day is a day, if you haven't that, that you should be looking to draw up one. However, this week is known as Will Week, where many legal organizations around the country avail themselves to you, the public, to draw up a will. And joining them this evening is Harry Joffe, Head of Legal Services Discovery Life, Head of the Liverpool Supporters Club, and in the Zoom room from Mauritius is Gordon Stewart, Managing Director of Cura. Harry, Gordon, good evening. Good to have you guys both with me. Gary, Gordon, Hello, you look so smart. I think that's probably the first tie you've ever put on in a Mauritius. <laughs> 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 Harry, let's just talk about, as it's Will Week, if you do not have a will, what happens to the assets and, and you, uh, in the event of death? I mean, you die in test state. Yes. And then what actually happens? So, I mean, Brian, it's not... A total disaster because as we've discussed before me and Gordon the interstate succession act kicks in and your assets do get disbursed to your family in certain percentages according to the interstate succession act which is your spouse and children they share equally as long as the spouse gets a minimum of 250,000 the problem starts coming in though if you've got minor children and I know there's a question we'll talk about just now if you've got minor children you can't create a trust for them because there's no will to set up the trust Secondly, if you've got any disabled family members that you'd want to look after. Thirdly, if you wanted to create or set your own executor, you can't even choose your own executor because the master will just have to appoint an executor. And then you can't give specific bequests. You know, so you might, Brian, you might want to give your Man United shirt to the one friend that would actually support United. But you can't do that if you don't have a will. You can't give specific bequests to whoever you want to give it to. So you can't give your kids certain things. You can't give your spouse certain things. You know, you can't use state planning. That's another problem. You can't use the 4Q abatement. You can't use the 3.5 million rand abatement. You can't use deductions. You can't do any plan. You actually die without a plan, and your assets then go according to that uh, fixed order in the interstate succession. So let's just understand something. If you've got a will, you appoint an executor. The executor now has to now get the details and apply to the master for letters of executorship. Yes. Now, without having a will where you don't have an executor, who actually starts the process? Yeah, so I mean the family would. The family would have to fill in those forms and apply for an executor to be appointed. And then, of course, the master would have to appoint someone. And then you would normally want either a spouse or a professional. So it's a bit of a delay because obviously it takes a bit longer. But the delay is not the big issue. The big issue is that you can't plan. You can't do what you want to do. You can't look after people that need to be looked after. And again, I mean, if you've got minors, the money is going to end up, and we'll come to that just now, in the Guardian's Fund because minors can't inherit cash or movable assets from an estate. So it's just a disaster, really, even though the assets will still get to the family. Gordon, where, 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 where Harry makes the point that normally in a will, you, you nominate a beneficiary, but if it's going to be left in test state, then the master will determine how, much, how the, the assets are going to be split. And now you've got a minor 
who are going to receive assets who you don't even really want to see. I mean, if kids are 18 and over, they can inherit as well. And I'm not sure if kids are at that age, 18, whether parents want children to inherit. So whilst the will can be very simple, I mean, and, and we've got this will week now where uh, a, 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 if it gets more complicated, then would you be saying that one should really actually uh, forget about get, having a free will? Because I would imagine that this week the uh, legal fraternity offering free wills, but simple wills, and then what, who, what, what, what will it will cost to draw up? And do you need to, to pay someone to draw up that will? Gordon? Uh, Brian, so I, I just want to confirm. So the question you're asking me is that with regards to the uh, this Wills Week and people that are drawing up free wills, yeah. and is it worth your while appointing them? Sorry, the line didn't come through clearly. Yeah. That's right. And also what happens to minor children and, and the costs of a will compared to having a free will done this week. Okay, excellent. Thanks, Brian. So let me start off by saying, I think I like to start off by using a little analogy here that, you know, a will is not like a good red wine. It's, it's not going to get any better the longer you hold it. In fact, I'd probably like it more to a, to a milk. You know, it's just going to go off. So the key issue here is, is that wills should be looked at on a regular basis. And as a rule of thumb, typically I use two years. Yeah, look, I think I, I applaud the initiative with regards to you know, institutions or companies handing out free wills. And it is a great way to, to encourage people to actually get their will because, you know, it's better to have a will than not to have a will. Mm. Um, you know, in theory, the selection of the executor is entirely up to the, uh, the testator. You know, these companies typically will say that they'll do a free will for you provided that you appoint them as the executor. Um, so in essence, it's not, not bad, but it's also not ideal because I think you need to have a look at the nature of the company that's offering the free will to make sure that they do have the ability to, to provide a decent value add. And, you know, Brian, I just want to talk about here, let's talk about the bigger picture um, because the will is but one part of what I believe is a four-step exercise. And, and the first one has got to be estate planning. So the person who is taking the instructions for that will should be listening to what the client is saying and, you know, basically not just taking instructions, but listening to what the client is wanting to achieve and then providing a little bit of value adds and some assistance. In other words, they, they must try and achieve what the client is wanting to attain. Then there's the will. And again, you know, the... You know, once the estate planning exercise is complete, then the person drafting the will should actually be competent enough to translate that estate plan into words. All too often, I've seen very poorly drafted wills that, that were almost ambiguous. Then there's obviously the administration of the deceased estate. Uh, you want to make sure that, that you've got someone who knows what to do because winding up a deceased estate is not an easy exercise at all. You know, the executor's got to take control of the assets. He's got to settle, settle the liabilities. He's got to make sure all the taxes are paid. And then ultimately uh, ensure the accounts are changed from the deceased and then distribute the assets to the heirs. And then finally, you know, we talked about minor children. Well, there's, there's two options here, and Harry's alluded to one. Either in your will, 
you make mention of a testamentary trust, uh, in which case then that trust will hold the assets until the individual reaches the specified age. Or if you haven't made mention of a, a testamentary trust, it's just going to go straight into the guardian's fund. So I think in conclusion, I'm going to say choose wisely because there's been a lot of cases where there's disputes between families and the, either the executor or the trustee. Uh, so if you're going to go and get your free will, that's great. But if they insist on being the executor and the uh, trustee, then you want to make sure that this company is someone that you're prepared to do business with for a long period of time. Harry, right, sorry, are, are Discovery offering free will this week? Yes, we are. So I actually wanted to jump in. And, I mean, whatever Gordon said is correct, but there's one extra point I wanted to, to add. Some companies we are this month are offering free storage of the will. Now, storage of the will is actually, Gordon, just to add on, is actually a fifth point, which is so important, because you know, a client would do a will, he'll sign it, the attorney will help him do it, and then that will goes missing when the client dies. So we're offering, if you do a will with us this month, free storage for a year. So the will gets stored in a very safe vault, a fireproof, bombproof, waterproof, and at least when you die, you'll know that your family will be contacted and the will will be safe. And I think we underestimate that in South Africa. I mean, Gordon spoke about a few cases now. There's a whole horde of cases where wills have gone missing when the testator has died, or there's a fight over which is the actual genuine last will and testament, because there's a will, there's another will, each family member brings their own will, and then there's a dispute. So having it stored safely takes care of that risk of losing the will or having a dispute over what's the last will and testament. And Harry, compared to doing a free will, I mean, how much will a will cost? So what we typically do, we offer the client two choices, um, a free will, which we actually don't only restrict to wills month. You can always get a free will if our company, you know, our preferred provider is the executor, or you can choose your own executor and pay 1,500 rand. And that's probably a standard charge. Pretty standard, yes. Yeah. Harry, just one thing. Talking about wills, <coughs> the master doesn't accept copies of a will. It's got to be the original. That's why storage is so important. Yeah, that so is if very you store important. the original in a safe place. Because, Gordon, you've come across a lot of people who've got wills, but copies of wills can't find the original. And then it's quite a laborious process. Is that equivalent, yeah, to, dying, is. Is that equivalent to dying in test act? No. No, you can make application for that will to be considered as the original will. But again, now you've got to go through the courts. And Brian, it's expensive. It's an expensive process. The law is not simple because you have to convince the judge that it is a genuine last will and testament. And uh, yeah. it has to be argued in court. And then you could have someone opposing it. There's been a few cases where one of the heirs who's not in that will, but maybe was in a previous will, or maybe could benefit on interstice, challenges that will in court. And then you have a, a serious issue. Yeah, and, and I mean, we talk about the, the fact that, it, it, you know, the, the master, which means there are delays. And so if yes. families don't have money and they're waiting for, you know, waiting for some distribution, that can run into months, even in some cases years. Well, if you go to court, I mean, it will take you a good year to get to court. If it's then appealed and goes to the Supreme Court of Appeal, then you're looking at three years. So, yeah. yes, I mean, ideally you want a will done, but you want that will to be locatable or findable when you die. And the other thing which is so good about storage when you send it back to our provider, they check that you've signed it properly. Because our clients will sign the will, and if it's not checked by a professional, they sign it in the wrong place, or they don't sign every page, or they don't initial every page like they should. You know, I've had a, had a broker yesterday WhatsApping me saying they'd signed the last page, but they didn't initial the first page. And then, of course, you've got a serious problem, because every page of the will has to be initialed, and the last page obviously has to be signed. And does every page have to be witnessed? So, or the, or the, other one that, the other one that I saw 
quite regularly. And Harry's right. I mean, you really do want to have the will checked by a professional after it's been signed. But one that we used to see quite regularly is we would do two single wills, one for the husband and one for the wife, and then they would sign their wills and then act as a witness on the other person's mm. will. And that's obvious you can't do. You can't be a witness if yeah. you're a beneficiary in the estate, yes. Gordon, what about sorry, you asked the question, every page should be witnessed, yeah. yes. What about an unsigned will? I, 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 I go to my attorney, I'd say, please draft a will, I go on holiday, something happens, is that unsigned will where I've given instructions? Can the attorney sign an affidavit confirming no. that those were my instructions? Right. Only a court can, Brian. Only a judge, according to the well, will. Go back to court. Yeah, only a court can authorise a document yeah. to be the last will. Well, there's so many cases going to court and appeal. Yes. I don't know when you'll ever get to court. I mean, and the judges know. are strict. I mean, you can't just if it's just a, you know a draft sitting on uh, the person's desk, then they're going to say, how do we know that was really their last will and testament? You know, you'd have to prove to them more than just a draft sitting on the table. It has to be clear it was their intention that was their last will. Well, we're going to take a short break. You're watching In Your Money this evening. We've been concentrating in the first part about wills. When we get back, we'll be dealing with emails. Stay tuned, and we'll be back shortly.